Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know what time it is. Time to hang out yeah, with Mr. Cool. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. Get the latest cool. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Hang out with Mr. Cool. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. Get the latest cool. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Welcome to the Big Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Guys, season three is still going strong right now. Um, I have a very, very important guest on the show today, and she has done a lot of things. She is actually a very, very talented woman. I mean, as far as it goes from music all the way up to hockey. I mean, she has done it all, guys. Um, I, I really, if you ever played the sport of hockey, you'll know how hard this is far as it goes for doing this, but um, I have to admit, she can do it all, and I'm going to stop blabbing about this. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Megan Cavallari, welcome to the show. All right, guys, thank you very much. Sorry, I had a little technical issue going on, but uh, what I was saying earlier, guys, we have a great one today. Um, this lady is on the show today. You can catch her if you're an NHL fan. You're going to definitely love this. If you're a fan of music, you're definitely going to love this show also. Guys, um, she has done it all from the music industry to the hockey industry. You name it, she can do it, and she can do it perfection. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Megan Cavallari. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, thank Michael. So much, Michael. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I do apologize. Had a little technical difficulties earlier, but we had the show running, people listening worldwide, and I'm very excited to have you on the show. And thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, of course, anytime. And also, Megan, just to let you know, on this show, we always talk about how you started in your career your success, okay. Okay. give advice on how to actually get into your career, and much more. Now, okay. the world okay. is yes, the world is listening. So, when did you realize that you was a fan of music and wanted to go into the music industry? Well, I started writing music seriously at twelve, and then had my first fully produced musical at fifteen. Mm-hmm. And I was studying music seriously at twelve with Alfred Blotter. He was. Um, at a Curtis Institute of Music. I'm from Philly, which explains oh, wow. my hockey obsession with the Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to study with George Crumb because I thought I wanted to write opera, but really I, at that time um, but I wanted to be Leonard Bernstein as well. And in the second grade, everybody went around the circle and said what they wanted to be, and all the girls said, "Mom, like mommy, a mom, and I said Leonard Bernstein. And of course, everybody started laughing, and I 
my house was close enough that I just, you know, opened the door to school and I walked out. So I, I was pretty sure I was uh, going to be in music. And um, the music took me here to L.A. Um, I had a musical um, thesis in, in at NYU that um, Oscar Eustace picked up and oh, brought wow. it to the market. Yeah, yeah, who produced and directed Angels in America. And his next project was my project, which was called Echo Park, and that was at the Mark Tabor Forum. So then I went to one scoring session and fell in love with film scoring <laughs> and decided I had to do that. So that's what I've been doing ever since. Nice. So, so, growing, up, so growing up, what type of music were you listening to? Ev- every project? single thing, every single thing. Um, you name it, uh, jazz, big band, classical, uh, musical theater. My parents had everything on. They were they just loved music. So, um, you know, I I uh, and I had music lessons. We all had music lessons. There's um, I'm the middle child, and we all had music lessons, and we all played sports, and you know, it was always a great love of ours of of music. So that's that's what we did. And, um, you know, I was really lucky when I came out here. The first job I had was working um, on Nightmare Before Christmas with Danny Elfman. And I I got that job because I was just sitting next to him at Thanksgiving, and he said, what are you doing out here? And I said, I have a musical at the Mark Tabor Forum. And he said, oh, I'm working on a musical too. And I said, really? And we started talking, and I didn't know who he was, and he just said, what are you doing tomorrow at 10? And I said, I don't know. And he said, why don't you come work for me? <laughs> wow. So I, I started working on Nightmare Before Christmas. So that was my first job here in the industry. So you can't get better than that. <laughs> it was pretty yeah, good, Michael. I mean, yeah, right place, right time. I mean, you, I mean, wow. It, yeah. That, wow. And, and from there, I mean, you've been, you know, streamlining. You've been rolling. and I have. I'm really yeah. lucky. I mean, it's it's like 24 TV shows, 20th feature, over 100 pieces for television, theater, you, you know, you name it. I've done it and um, conduct as well. And I've just been really fortunate to make my living doing something I love, which I'm blessed with every single day. And um, so that's it's amazing. It's really amazing. And, you know, the hardest thing is getting the jobs. And I'm really lucky. I, I just got a wonderful job. Um, uh, called Jacob Marley. It's about Scrooge's sidekick, and uh, Russ Francis is directing it, and he's fabulous. And we're writing the songs together, about ten songs together, and it's an animated musical. So we'll do the songs this year, and then uh, next year we'll, um, I'll do the score. I'll focus on the score, and we got a nice big LA orchestra for that. So we're we're really excited. So. It's it's sort of not heard of a two-year job. Usually it's, you know, <laughs> 13 weeks and you hope, you know, they do your series again, you know, or, you know, you do your feature and then you're looking for something else. So I'm really yeah. lucky to have this really nice security here for a few years on this movie, this feature movie. So it's great. And, Megan, I believe a lot of people are wondering, just like I'm wondering, when do you have time to sleep? Because when do I have time to sleep? <laughs> I'm an early morning person. I do most of my work really early morning. I mean, I like I have to like take my daughter to school, and I'm like, boom, the antenna's up. I'm catching all kinds of 
songs and scores and all kinds of stuff, and I'm working overtime. I think when you're single and don't have a kid, you probably waste a lot of time. At least I did. (laughs) But as soon as you have a kid, you're like, zoom. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be done. (laughs) Quick. Exactly. Exactly. Because with me, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I have have three kids, and I, I used to be like that. Now it was like, wake up, kid number one, okay, <laughs> kid number two, okay, kid number three, and as soon as it's time to zoom, I ran out of gas. I mean, right. but yeah, I'm trying to get that energy back. Now, um, yeah. far as it goes for everything that you're doing right now, um, outside of the industry, and a lot of people mm-hmm. probably don't know this, but you live a vegan lifestyle. Yes, I do. I- how did that start for you? <laughs> well, it's really interesting. It, first of all, um, being vegan helps my digestion, and it really is really helps digest food, and it's great for the world. It's, it's really a great choice. It's it's better for the ozone layer, and and also for the animals, obviously. And how it started was, um, you know. I had ducks living in my pool, and they're still in my pool right now. Um, and and they had such personalities, sweet potato and quack, and they just come come up to us and they ask for bread and 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 they have such personalities. They come right up to your hand, and and I just thought, wow, they have personalities. They have a you know a heart. They have like there's they're they're friends of ours, and I I was like animals have these systems and you know the way that they're you know butchered for us i i just i just thought it was the right thing to do and you know you lose a lot of weight (laughs) but i i do it I i think it's a good thing to do i think it's a really good thing to do to be a vegan i think it's um uh it's 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 a thing that not it's not for everyone but if you're thinking about it, you should try it for three months, and and you'll see how you still have energy for things, and you you know, I get energy off beans and things like that, and you know I'm 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 doing really well with uh, vegan. I mean I play ice hockey and I'm a vegan, so you know that's right. something. <laughs> that that should tell a lot of things right there. If you can do that and live in a vegan oh, life, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, it's like pro 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 football players who are vegan, you know, so. That's yeah. that's how I, I chose it just because I had contact with animals, and I was like, they have a nervous system, they have personality. I don't want to be eating them, so <laughs> that's that's how it happened for me. So, so the first, so the first month that you were a vegan, I mean, was it hard? The very first. The month smell, the smell sort of drove me, like the smell of steak and and things like that, drove me a little nuts. So the first first like two weeks. And the breakfast was a tif- was was hard because I don't I don't have um, a lot of bread in my diet either, so I used to have oatmeal. So now I have like gluten free bread because mm-hmm. I don't eat a lot of gluten. So. Okay. <laughs> I mean, everybody that's listening worldwide right now. Yeah, a- yeah. Right now, I'm not eating gluten, but that can change if I see some really good bread. <laughs> Of course, of course. 
everybody that's listening worldwide, worldwide right now, um, if you're a vegan, I mean, hats off. You guys have made it this long. If you're starting, just stick into it. I mean, try it out. Um, like Megan said, you know, this right here is a good turnaround um, for it. Me, personally, I would love to try this, but for some reason, I'm, I don't know why I'm too much of a meat eater. I got the Hey, I've tried to learn how to... I've come from that, yeah. But I, you know, Prince can do it. Rest in peace. I can do it. (laughs) There you go. There you go. And if I started, I'm going to let you know because I'm thinking about trying it. I I really am. I I know some people that's vegan. And they they were at the point where, like, they feel much better. They said they don't feel the weight inside of them or anything like that. So, yes. Now, um... Megan, we will talk about the other side of you right now too. Um, like you, you kind of mentioned already, you play hockey, so you're yes. not just a musician. I you play I play hockey. ice hockey. You know, I grew up um, in Philly, and we were huge Flyer fans. And um, I was playing hockey one day, and um, there was a girl who couldn't put on her equipment right. It's very difficult the first time you put on your equipment. Because there's a lot of equipment. It weighs about 35 pounds. I weighed it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, man, my bag is really heavy. And anyway, <laughs> she was putting, like, her elbow pad on her knee. And anyway, I dressed her. And I said, just stand behind me. And she goes, I work for the Kings, and they're making us all go out and play. This is when Luke Robitaille took over the Kings. I said, just stand behind me, and any pucks that come at 50 miles an hour, I'll make sure they don't hit your face. She, she, I mean, she had a cage on, you know, she had a um, helmet on. So anyway, we went out there, and she stayed beside, right behind me, and I told her what to do and everything. And I undressed her because it's super hard to get undressed. And she, she said, thank you so much. And she goes, what's your name? I said, Megan. And she goes, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a film composer, you know, TV composer. I'll do some commercials. I was doing commercials at that time. She goes, oh, you know, I'm the commentary for the for the Kings. I didn't recognize her. And um, our music's not so good. I said, oh, here's my CD. I had an extra CD. I always have an extra CD with me. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you just listen, and why don't I, you know, if you want new music for the Kings, I can do it. I mean, I love the Kings. Wow. <laughs> and, like, two months later, she calls me and says, we got a position open. We made it up for you. Wow. <laughs> do you want to be the Kings composer? And I'm like, Yeah. and so that's how i became the la king's composer i haven't been traded in 10 years (laughs) and And then i I do also do music for the um the capitals and and their farm team too so um it's like a dream come true you know when they when the boys come out on the ice i have music i have music when they're interviewed i have music for bailey who's their mascot whatever they ask me to do I do, so it's it's pretty awesome. So it's a great job working for the for the NHL, and you know they. I mean, one one season, Luke gave me a a shirt that said "composer" on the back. Oh wow! <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was really good. And then another another um, season on my birthday, they gave me a whole suite. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, a whole suite. One of those two thousand dollar gigs. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> so, so the Kings have been very good to me, especially Daryl Evans. He, he taught me how to skate and play hockey. Daryl Evans is 
fantastic. And he's a um, he's a color commentary, and he also um, is a Kings coach, ice skating coach. He's pretty phenomenal. Man, big shout out to you, Daryl. Thank you for teaching. Thank you, because now yeah. can do it all now. So, and maybe yeah. after the second time, you was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I know. Look, look how lucky I am, Michael. <laughs> exactly. And well, you know what? And the thing is, yeah, we can say it's luck, but look at what you've done. Your skill shows it all. So yeah, I mean, you can be lucky and be in the right place, but if you can't work your butt off for Danny Elfman or Gary Goldsmith, right. you're going to be fired in about a day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Those guys are geniuses. <laughs> and. Are you? I mean, do you have any plans to stop anytime soon, or you still? Never, home? never. I, I, you know, I'm at a craft angle now, and they're just the best agents in the world. And, um, you know, I, in fact, just started writing pop music. I hadn't written pop music before because I'd been writing so much for TV and film. And um, Joe um, D'Ambrosia, who's a pop manager, um, he he manages a lot of um, producers and my mixer. Um, Jason Moss, who's phenomenal. And um, so he went to my website and he said, I think you have, I think you can write, I can get you a publishing deal. I think you can write pop songs because I write a lot of songs for, for TV. And so I decided to take a stab and I, I sent him one and he said, great, here's a producer to work with. And then I looked him up and I'm like, oh my God, he's Emmy nominated. Wow. <laughs> So so he's, he's he's Eric Robinson and he's really great and really hard to work with. I'm 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 struggling. It's great. I love I love the challenge. He's having me write like, you know, thirty melodies oh, wow. <laughs> in like two weeks and come up with the best four and send them his way. So he's he's working me. He's he's really working me. So that's great. Man, and and see that's what I was saying earlier. <laughs> You, I mean, you're keeping up with this guy. So, I mean, totally. your skill is there because if you was any less talented than what you are right now, I believe you would say, forget it, I'm gone, because this is a challenge. And I mean, Yeah, I mean, he, Eric does not have to work with me. I mean, he's got plenty of people ringing his phone. I mean, he's an Emmy-nominated producer. I mean, he's got plenty of people he could be working with. So I just feel blessed that he's working with me. You know, I just I just count my lucky blessings because it's fantastic that I am able to work with such a, you know, talented guy who, you know, rips my songs apart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I'm learning because it's a new skill. Pop, writing pop songs is a new skill for me, so I expect me to have a learning curve on it. I don't expect to write, you know, the best hit song first time out, I, mm-hmm. it's going to take me some time to, you know, polish this new skill, just like right. I've polished the film scoring and the TV and the songs for TV and all the musicals, and now I'm writing an opera. So it's like you have to hone your skills, and that takes time, you know. And that's that's what I would say to all the, the young composers out there, you know, hone your skills, you know, learn all the equipment like, Logic and Digital Former and Pro Tools and learn all the technical stuff and just write and write and write and write. Never stop writing 
I mean, for one song, I'll write like 20 versions of it. And then I'll I'll, oh. I'll pick or maybe I'll give them two. I'll hand in two. People love it when you hand in two. Well, of course. <laughs> and you just say, I don't know which one's good. <laughs> it's really your first choice. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how, that's how um, you know, I would advise anybody going into the the trade, the music industry or the film film and TV industry. And you know, I you know, I've had interns turn into assistants. You know, I, I've had interns just about every summer here and they work for me and, and now my assistants, I mean, God bless them, my assistants my turnover rate is about eight or nine years. <laughs> oh wow. It's fantastic. They're pretty they're pretty fantastic. Usually they can get a really big job after me. They leave because they've gotten a, a big feature or TV show. So I train them, and they leave, and they leave, and they go out, and they get huge television deals. They're really, really talented guys. All my guys working here, you know, it's like hockey. When you play hockey, you have to have a good line. You know, your line's got to be great. They're backing you up. You know, right. you gotta, you gotta work it. You know, you fall down, you get back up. It's really hard. You got a lot of equipment on it, and you're really hurting. <laughs> you go after that puck. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's life. You know, and as soon as you score, you can celebrate for one second because you got to get in the game again. <laughs> exactly. Now, Megan, you know? Megan, um, is it hard for you, or do you prepare differently going in between making music for the NHL and making music for television? Or movies, do you prepare yourself differently on each type, or how does um, that you? You know, if if somebody like if it's in Spain, obviously I'm going to um, listen to all kinds of rumbas and all kinds of different Spanish music, um, and identify what what the compose, what the director and producer might want. So I'll listen to the genre over and over and over and over again. Um, and that where the film is film will dictate where what the music should be. And also the dialogue, talking to the director. Um, the director's very hands-on in film, where the producer is very hands-on. That's your showrunners in TV. So those are the people you talk to and you get notes from them. You, you do one session get notes, and then you do it again. And that works for TV. Um, and for film, you can do it a couple times, but usually you, you do it like two or three times, and, and then you get on the right track. You know, Because you don't know yeah. what the director wants, and you're trying to speak about something that's non-tangible. You, know, you want the music more dark or more happy or more... You know, like you can't explain music, what it means to you. You know, so, I mean, so you got to, then there's executives involved, you know, and and there's there's money people involved, you know, so you have to please a lot of people. So that's part of your goal. Okay. I definitely get it. Now, um, (laughs) here's here's one thing I want to bring up personally myself. How does it feel, you know, for Richard Kraft to say you're amazing and earworm candy? How does that feel to get that compliment from him? When somebody says that to me? Yeah, I heard about that. I've really heard about that. I heard Richard Kraft. When Richard Kraft, yeah, when somebody like Richard Kraft, who is the probably the premier agent in Hollywood, right. um, and 
knows more about film music than just about anyone else. When he, you know, says online on on my on Facebook, you know, Megan Cavallari's music is amazing and her melodies are like earth earthworm candy. That that to me, you know, there's not a better compliment coming from from him, somebody who knows scores and music inside out. I mean that that just put me on a whole other level because, you know, he manages all the Oscar guys and I would like to be in that top 10. The top 10 are all men and I would like to be the, the you know, the first female who's in that top 10. You know, my plans are are to win an Emmy, to win an Oscar. That's that's what I'm planning to do. You know. And I don't have any hesitation about that. <laughs> That's what I'm that, that's the road I'm heading, Michael. <laughs> you didn't notice. I may not get there, but I, that's the road I'm choosing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say you're on that road, Megan. Um, I thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know, I just work hard, a lot of prayer. <laughs> See what uh, exactly. happens. Work with great people, you know. And and work with the best people, with the best musicians, the best assistants, the best directors, the best producers you can get your hands on, and write right. the best music. That's mm-hmm. simple. That's what it is. You there know. You go. So that's that's what I do. Mhm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening right now worldwide, I mean, Megan is giving you, I mean, great advice, and you guys got to hold on to this because. I mean, she's showing you how she actually did it. Now, I was being funny earlier talking about this the second time that you was in the right place at the right time, but you have to realize, like Megan said earlier, your skill, if you don't have skill, yes, you may get that one shot, but after that, you're done. But her skill is holding her up, and she's doing her thing. Uh, Megan says she's on the road to it. I'm telling you guys, she turned on that road. She made a left on that road probably about – a while ago. So, <laughs> well, guys, probably in the second grade. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, she told the people ahead of time when she was a child what she was going to do. And look at her. She's doing it. Now, Thank um, you. Oh, yes. Now, Megan, I want to say one name to you, and I want to hear your opinion about this person. Um, and okay. I know it's a good thing. So, um, Eric Robinson. Eric Robinson, what I think about him? Yes. What? How did you? How did you actually start collaborating with him? Um, I started. Eric Robinson is is a genius producer, and um, um, he knows pop music better than anyone I've ever met. And uh, Joe D'Ambrosia um, introduced us. He he represents Eric, and Joe also represents Jason Moss, who's my mixer. And Joe, um, at first I was a little worried about using a, a mixer who has a, 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 an agent. I had a manager. I never heard of such a thing. But it ended up that Joe is like the greatest, sweetest guy in the world. And he, he's the one who heard uh, some of my, went to my website. And he was like, dang, I'm going to get you a publishing deal. <laughs> uh-huh. So I said, Okay. Where do I sign? He goes, you got to work with this guy. He's the best in the business. And so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and it's a struggle every day to do it. <laughs> that's, 
writing the pop songs. It's a it's a it's a it's a struggle, but I I, I mean I'm loving it. I mean right. we've got three so far that are just killing it. So, you know, and, but they need some overhauls. And um, you know when you're writing, your ego's just got to stay out of the way, and you just got to let the masters do their thing and give you their advice. And then you got to do it. You got to follow their advice because they're the masters. They're like you know. They're like, you know, Star Wars always has these great, great masters who show the young the way. <laughs> I'm like trying to be mastered. I'm the little princess trying to be mastered. I'm the new Star Wars princess who's like, what do I do? Okay, I'm trying to write pop hits for, you know, Lady Gaga. Okay. <laughs> this is the guy who's going to do it for me. <laughs> See, the funny thing is, Megan, I believe next year when – I bet you next year if I ask you, how is it to write a pop song? How hard is it? You will be like, okay, okay. You're, you're talking about you're struggling right now, but watch. Because it's, it's your skill how you actually do things. I, I know I'm throwing that out on this show a lot, but I want people to understand this listening that you, yes, it's going to be hard when you start, but when you pick up on that key, it's like you conquered the world and you can do yeah. everything. Yeah. So, yes. Now, Megan, there's another thing that's about you that I'm about to bring up worldwide. Now, we know about you playing hockey. We know about you playing, um, I mean, doing music. And yeah. we know as a child, you told your teacher, I'm going to be in music. I don't care what you say. Basically, that's what you, <laughs> you can say mommy over there. You can say hairdresser over there, but I'm going to do music. But here's another side of you that I want to bring up, and I want you to tell okay. everybody um, tell us about the Talk Foundation project. Okay, the Talk Foundation. I'm sorry, my dogs are barking in the, hey, in the background. Hey, um, the, talk, <laughs> the Talk Foundation um, is a foundation I formed about 10 years ago. And um, the Talk Foundation, um, uh, my daughter, uh, Shoshi, has arthritis. She's 11, and she got it when she was one and a half. And uh, she's been through all kinds of things at hospitals, chemo and all kinds of different infusions and things. And one of the things I noticed when we were in the chemo ward, the oncology ward, that kids were like in rooms and things like that, but um, there were doctors around and moms around and things, but they wanted uh, to express themselves. And so I have an extra Mac, and I figured out a way I can put some compressors in it to make it sound better, and use um, a microphone and garage band and mess around a little bit with that and um, create um, a recording studio out of my Mac that's a little better than the recording studio that Mac has in there, you know, right now. And I record terminally ill kids. So um, it's called the Talk Foundation, and people can reach me at my website about it. I, um, I'm, in, I'm in Los Angeles. So you'd need to be in Los Angeles if you're interested in this foundation. Um, and um, it, it my my name is you spell it M E G A N uh, C A V is in Victor A L L A R I at gmail dot com. And you can also go to my website, and there's information um, at Talk Foundation. But sometimes you can't always get me there. You can get my email or my phone number is also on my website. So. Um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find a home um, for the Talk Foundation, one hospital, um, and I'm looking into Children's Hospital right now and Kaiser Permanente. 
um, right now to just have a room where I can interview these children because they have something to say. And sometimes, sometimes they want to thank people. Sometimes they want to do it alone. Sometimes they have a lot of wisdom. I mean, they always have a lot of wisdom. Um, sometimes they want to sing a song. Sometimes they want to thank people. Sometimes they want to scream. And it's it's just sometimes they just want to be alone and um, they want to talk. So, um, you know, I say a prayer before I go in the room and uh, it gives me strength to, you know, because it's a bit of a sad situation. This kid might not be there next week. So um, I know I'm, gonna, I'm doing a really good deed. And I, I record them live. I don't mix, so everything that happens happens. And then I um, create a CD with the label on it, talking audition, and I put the date down. And I have that in my computer if the if the relatives want it later. But I give it to the um, the child. And they have it. So that's the foundation that I do. It's called the Talk Foundation. Um, it's here in Los Angeles. And um, it's open for children, teenagers, and tweens. Um, and uh, I've done everything for this. This woman wanted me to record her child who was um, uh, uh, preemie, but wanted to record her child's breathing that was on her own. And I went in there, um, and I recorded the breathing of the child because she wanted to hear it at home. Um, okay. She was at home. Um, and when she wasn't in she had to go back to work, but she wanted to hear her baby's breathing and, and everything, so I did that for her. Um, so I, that's my talk foundation. It's very small. I don't have a bank account for it. I just do it on myself. I, I do it myself, so people don't need to send money. <laughs> I know people hear about it, and they send me checks, but you don't need to send the money to me. I just do it when I'm needed, where I'm needed. Um, I just go. So that's what I do. That's a, a, a project I do. And um, people find me. Um, but I, as I said, I'd like to be set up at one hospital if I could, um, like Children's Hospital um, um, in Los Angeles or something like that. I'd like to – I'm roaming right now. <laughs> oh, wow. But I'd like to set up in one space because then uh-huh. I can hand out the, pat, the, the my Talk Foundation pamphlets and then they know where to find me and things. And then if other people want to see me, they can just go through my website. So that's cool. the Talk Foundation, Michael. All right. I mean, everybody that's listening, if you're in the L.A. area, make sure you donate. Make sure you help out Megan because this right here is serious business, guys. Um, make sure because these kids need you. I mean, Megan, she's only one person, even though she's a great superstar, but she still <laughs> Oh, thank you. If if I can give back even, you know, to one child, one family, you know, you change one family, you're changing the world. You know, you change one child, you're changing the world. And if if I'm doing a little bit of good in the world and I'm helping somebody out, then I feel really good afterwards because I feel like I've helped that that child ease their their pain from cancer or or some, some terrible disease that's happening to them. So I bring a little happiness with me and let them, let them talk. Oh, so yes. that's that's it's really important and it's really needed, and so that's what I do because there's not anything like it out there but me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're right. I'd like someday for it to be all over the states, but right now it's just me in Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, don't worry. I believe it will spread. So I, I, really I'm, I think big, you know, Michael. <laughs> you have to. You definitely have to. 
Now, Megan, where can people find you on social media? Um, they can find me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. So they can find me or they can find me on at my website, Megan Cavallari, um, mm-hmm. dot com. Mm-hmm. That's where I am. Um, and um, I'm also on Facebook. I got friends all all over the world. So um, and and uh, that's always nice to hear from people. And um, yeah, um, and and I would advise anybody, as I said, getting into the business. Just remember, it's called show business. It's not called show. So make sure you have your business. <laughs> All, all together. <laughs> a lot of people have to show all together, but, but it is business. <laughs> right. So you got to be ready to, like, make lots of calls and go out to things every night and meet lots of people. And you got to get out of your shell and you got to be able to, to sell like a salesman, you know, and, sure. and sell your stuff and sell you. And if you sell you, you're going to make it, you know. If you sell your personality, like, you're selling yourself. You know, you're selling someone, you can be in my studio for a couple months. Don't you want to do that? (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people have said yes. Over the last 20 years, everybody's been saying yes. (laughs) Not everybody, but enough. (laughs) So I can make my livelihood doing that. So, And my my next film that's coming out is Jacob Marley. It's a musical uh, with Russ Francis directing, and I I couldn't be more psyched about this movie. It's going to be a great one. So, and it's a it's a big feature, and I'm I'm really excited. So, when is that releasing out? That release is it's um coming out in 2017. Okay, all right. So that's when the release is because it's a musical. It takes longer to make. Right. So we're doing the songs this year, and then we, we do the animation and we do the music next year. Well, they're doing the animation right now, but we do the orchestrations 2017 and and with a mix, and then at the end of 2017 it comes out. Yeah, In time for the Oscars, you. you know, you know, we come out like two weeks before the Oscars. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you. That's check how you do it. <laughs> yeah, make sure you check it out next year. This is going to be a hot musical, guys. So put it on your calendar ahead of time. Make make time for it. Bring your family out. Bring your friends, bring your associates. Hey, bring your haters, too, because they're going to feel like it also. So you make sure you everybody out and check this out. Support Megan. You have to, guys. Please Thank you. She You're the too best, hard. Michael. <laughs> yeah. You gave advice on how to actually get into this career. I want to say thank you. But thank what is your you. goal in the music industry? Sorry, what's that? Oh, yes. What is your ultimate goal in the music industry? Oh, man, I, my ultimate goal, um, well, I love to keep making music and, and doing great, great features. I'd like to be in the top ten. There's never been a woman in the top ten. It's always been men. And, you know, as I said, I, I mean, I'm going for, for Grammys, I'm going for Emmys, and I'm going for Oscars. I mean, that those are my, my goals are like that. And along the way, um, my goals are also, you know, to help these children who are who are cri- critically ill or terminally ill? My goals are to help them along along the way, and to help um, my fellow my fellow men. You know, I help my assistants all the time, and to help, you know, wherever I'm needed, wherever I'm called. And if I'm called to write a bunch of songs for Lady Gaga, <laughs> I'm dreaming right now, Michael. <laughs> That's what I'll do. But um, 
my my ultimate goal is, you know, just to keep making music like I've been doing for the last 20, 20 years and getting paid for it. I mean, I'm living my dream. So my goals are just to keep doing what I'm doing at the rate I'm doing them. So that's my my goal, and 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 you know, put a, put a couple of words in there, and then my price will go off a little more. <laughs> but and, the, and besides that, you know, my my daughter's health may it be good, and may your health be good, Michael, and every you know, and and all the children around the world may may everybody be healthy and wise. Thank you. So. Thank you very much. And, and Megan, I, you're a busy woman, and we're not going to even hold you up. I want to say thank you again for coming thank on the show. You. Yes, thank everybody you so much. Yes. Okay. Um, Megan, I'd love to have you back on the show in the future. Okay. Fabulous, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Until next time, everybody, on the Big Scoop with Coop.